0: to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Cary Ransom, and his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Accelerate OC. This is Cary Ransom, and we are now fully transitioned over to our Zoom version of Accelerate OC. And thanks to my engineer, Paul, for always continuing to make us sound so good. So uh, I'm actually here today at OC4 Venture Studio, I am all by myself. So definitely practicing safety and social distancing. And wanted to welcome on one of my first repeat guests, a longtime friend, Bill Karpu, CEO of Octane. And Bill and I have been talking a fair bit about just the you know the craziness of the environment that we're in and uh, some things that he's trying to lead at Octane to, to really reach out to the community, both in the near term and in the long term, as we all know that innovation is critical to really accelerating Orange County to the, the future that we all are hoping for. So Bill, really great to have you back on the show and uh, look forward to catching up on a few things.
0: Yeah, thanks, Kerry, for having me again.
1: What a crazy time, huh? It is a crazy time. And uh, yeah, it seems like it's been, you know, we've seen each other on Zoom a few times, but it seems like it's been months now since uh, we've hung out. So hopefully, I think a lot of that pent-up energy of people wanting to truly be together is going to play out uh, and could actually be a a challenge for us from a a health standpoint if this isn't fully behind us. So uh, pretty interesting
0: times ahead, that's for sure. Yeah, we're doing our share and we're quarantining here at home and yes the octane team's been remote now this is the third week and okay. you know, we're functioning well we're fully operational that's and, good uh, so it's uh, you know it's amazing it's we, we have we have more uh, Google Hangout calls zoom calls mm-hmm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it is fairly uh, impressive what you could do and it is what's crazy is with no travel I feel like I'm busier than I've ever been I mean it's mm. just it's nuts
1: that's good i mean i think a lot of people are finding other things to either uh start other things to invest their time into or or think about right and so you know one of the things i was really curious to hear i mean you mentioned the the team how they're holding up obviously octane is very very uh well regarded in this community as the uh, purveyor of most of the best business events certainly innovation events that we have here every year and that's you know, a big part of Octane. And so, you know, having to move the TIFF event, which obviously I've been uh, very involved with for a long time as well. Uh, it's a bummer, but I think, you know, the, you know, just curious how the team's holding up, how, how you're thinking about operations for, you know, now through the end of the year.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting. I think that the, the younger members of the team that might've been three, four or five years old at nine 11, have really been through a crisis mm-hmm. uh, from that standpoint. And then you've got a, you know, a different diverse group that, that have, you know, whether it's the financial crisis, 9-11, any, any number of things, you know, you know, going back. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting seeing the team deal with it differently. I, I love it. They've rallied, uh, you know, there's been, there's been great teamwork and, you know, we were, we were obviously concerned with the conferences, uh, sure. you know, cause I think, yeah. you, you know, that's, that's pretty much a, a big portion of our revenue model uh-huh. and with, with Tiff and May, We were fortunate to be able to push it back to September. Mm -hmm. Um, We did have an innovation week centered around it, and we're trying to do that as we speak. And We Mm -hmm. think there'll be some participation from the Alliance and from uh, Lava and from Connect. So TIFF is now scheduled for the 10th and 11th of September, Thursday, Friday. And then the Mm -hmm. following Thursday is high-tech awards. So Mm -hmm. we've got everything stacked up at the back part of the year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. September will be octane month. That's
0: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, um, you know, we've done the same with ophthalmology. We pushed that back five weeks to July 31st. You know, that's, that's kind of interesting because it's going to be the first ophthalmic event after a whole host of cancellations through the month of May, there was really nothing scheduled in June. You know, so we're, we're hopeful as we do this, that people are going to want to come back and want to be together and want to learn. And, you know, so we're starting to, think through a little bit of the different content that we want to add also. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it to- that totally makes sense. Well, I know, I mean, the other thing, obviously, Octane is such a centerpiece to the business community here. So I'm sure you have heard from a lot of business leaders, startups, service folks that, you know, are part of our community. What
0: What are you hearing? It's the unknown. And, you know, like I, I continue to say, we're making the right decision today but who knows tomorrow <laughs> whether it's yeah. the right one so right. You know, so we're looking at this i think i think when we closed the office and uh you know we were talking about a two-week shutdown i mean now it's now it's gone another four weeks i mean this mm-hmm. is this is a little bit different so i think we're kind of shifting and what i see the community doing is for two weeks it was kind of hunkered down and almost be defensive mm-hmm. now what i'm seeing from the community is I like, got it this is another four weeks we've got to do business as usual to okay. some extent the business as usual meaning this kind of this okay. kind of dialogue we've got to start thinking about the future and mm-hmm. really starting to move contingency plans in place for what what, what this looks like when we come out and whether that's early may mid-may late may
1: mm-hmm. uh, it could be yeah it could be then or june i mean i, I think that uncertainty is really a, a challenge because to your point there's a point at which commerce just has to Presume in in its new form that could be indefinitely
0: yeah and you know again we we've been fortunate that we we have a, our our sponsors and our partners are 100 percent behind us uh none of them have said hey you know we're not gonna mm-hmm. we're not gonna support you on a on a conference because you move the date so you know we believe we're just going to have a deferral of that now whether we get this whether we attract the same audience um you, you know again i think we look at things that maybe are a little bit different, and it starts to push us in thinking about things differently. Mm-hmm. And for example, all of our conferences have always been in person. Mm-hmm. And we don't ever want to we don't ever want to give up on that. Sure. But you know, if in fact, I mean let's just say we lose 50 people or 100 people um, sometime in September or even July at the end of the op- ophthalmology conference, um, you know, we're looking now at at video and streaming capability to be able to fill in those uh those sure. spaces
1: Sure. I, I mean, I was very encouraged this morning. I know we were on a call together this morning on a, an event that, uh, I had planned to do in person. And, uh, my initial instinct was just to cancel and defer and to try that with, uh, a, a really diverse group of, of leaders here and they showed up and they were engaged and it was really productive. And I think that that gives me confidence that others will continue to do that. And so I, I like your, your, view of, hey, we can't wait forever. Uh, we we have to figure out how to, how to adapt. And, you know, we can go back to some things, but there are going to also be new forms that come
0: out of this. And I think this gives us a broader chance to experiment. Yeah. We, we're, I was talking yesterday to actually physicians and you don't, you know, you kind of skip through them when you start mm-hmm. talking about some of these SBA programs mm-hmm. and the CARES Act and the you know the uh, uh, payroll protection uh, plan, and they're, they're businesses. They're they're you know they're eligible for all of this. So what we've done is we've you know we've helped give them information just to try and fast track them mm-hmm. through that process, which basically kicks off at nine at midnight tonight Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So know people are getting their you know, applications in, and we're applying for it. You know, we 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 fit. So we, you know why wouldn't we from that standpoint? And, and by the way, we have no plans at this time to, to, to lay people off. Uh, it's not something I want to do. I think all that we've done over the past five years it, it would just go backwards. So we mm-hmm. yeah, to put a higher and freeze in place. We're sure. looking at discretionary expenses. we're We're looking at contingencies. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think I think that's what I kind of see out there right now from the business people. These doctors were kind of interesting is that now one of the things that we're st- and we're doing the first one tomorrow, is a traditional ad board. And I don't know if you're familiar with them, but in the medical conferences, industry likes to meet with doctors mm-hmm. and unveil new technologies, new products, you know, kind of get their idea. Mm-hmm. And this is all about how is their practice gonna look when they go back? Mm-hmm. The discussion I had with some of the doctors yesterday, they said, there's gonna be, be offices that will never reopen, there'll be others that come back, take a long time to rebuild, and there are those that will be opportunistic, just explode. and. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I really love that example because I think there's an opportunity if we do this right to be in that third category. I think there's a difference between being opportunistic and taking advantage of the situation.
1: Sure. Um, I mean, get, I, a friend of mine has a telemedicine startup in Colorado and I've been helping him a little bit over the last year and a half or so. And he raised capital in about six hours a couple of weeks ago for because people just saw this is going to be needed, this is the time. And he's he's been adding customers right and left, right? Because of necessity. It was a, it was viewed as a a luxury until it became a
0: necessity. Yeah. And there's there's companies on the on the on the medical side that are in some form of FDA approval. Mm-hmm. And one in particular that got funded twenty five million dollars in I think it was November or December. And he's not missing a beat because yeah. he's got to do a lot of things. If you were commercializing, that would be an entirely different well. Sure. they couldn't get the
1: attention. You couldn't get the meetings. Yeah.
0: That's,
1: right. I mean, I mean, that's how our startups are largely just, it's a bump in the road. They're still in build mode. Uh, and I feel somewhat fortunate, to be honest, because they they can stay heads down and stay focused. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not in categories that are getting hugely disrupted. But I talked to a founder in Israel last week whose entire business is based on money transfer during international travel. And yeah. I can tell you right now, that is- his revenue went from pretty good to zero really quickly and he's gone back to the product roadmap and saying we're gonna have to shift to build mode for this phase.
0: There's a balance here and I, I, I mm-hmm. think the decision that we made also was and I know I started my day with you. I'm ending my day with you, and we're on the, I want to want to call tomorrow also. That's right. That's it. Right. I'll get three doses of carry, and, and you know, it before I. will apologize for that. I never. <laughs> I never. Uh, I never want to overstay my welcome. What we would really like to pull together, and again, this isn't an Octane initiative. It's mm-hmm. just us utilizing the relationships that we have. Once we get back, whenever that happens to be, these companies are going to need help. Yes. they're going to need help. They they could need legal help, and whoever did their IP may not be may or may not be the right the mm-hmm. right attorney. They're going to need tax help. They're going to need liquidity help. They may have raised venture capital, but they've never had working capital. What we're trying to do is you know call it a rapid response team, uh, mm-hmm. a, a rapid recovery team, but really is to for the community outline and say, if you've got certain banking needs, here are the two or three banks that you should contact. Here's what they could help you with. And by the way, even more importantly than that, focus is really to, to cut the clutter out and how they can get there. So this is going to be an ecosystem-wide you know, mm-hmm. opportunity. I
1: think. You know me well, Bill, as a, I'm an out loud thinker. Are there things you feel like we can do? I mean, I know, I know, we're, we're, you know you're, you've really taken the lead on trying to put this group together. Are there things we can do educationally for companies right now where they, they do have in some cases more time they don't have commute time to to sort of prepare them for some of these topics ahead of time just thinking out loud that may be something worth exploring
0: yeah i think it would be carried i think that would be a great topic to talk with with the group tomorrow on that so this all doesn't have to wait how much of it can we get done now and how can you prepare yourself i think right now the majority of these companies are trying to get in line tonight you know to get that to get that uh, payroll protection so we'll see how how that works i'm confident in it we work worked with the sba i know you've been talking mm-hmm. with them it's just getting the money to the right people i think i think people are concerned if i don't get the queue fast enough you know is there going to be nothing by the time they get to me? well either nothing or is it going to take a long time yeah right if it's is it
1: going to take if it takes three months or six months it's going to really largely not be looked at as a as a success near term for stimulus right because they're i mean and i think it's like it's less the the tech or life science well-funded startups to some extent that need it acutely now it's commercialized businesses that have thinner runways it's mainstream businesses that often have two weeks to a or a month of of runway in based on the disruption most people don't model a 70 80% disruption into their business it's just unfathomable you just don't even want to think about that right? i mean we don't most of us don't design that into our lives or, or plan for that in our lives so that's what really is is challenging right here when it's broad based and you know for the one guy like my friend who is in telemedicine and happens to be in the right place it's it's got to be one to 10 or one to 20 uh that are just in sheer destruction
0: yeah it'll unfortunately get worse Mm -hmm. that's the component that we've got to try and address here and i I think this morning one of the things that we spoke about which really resonated with me is there are going to be new entrepreneurs that are going to be molded out of this so what do we do to retain them because uh i I think i mentioned on that call between allergan and uh broadcom when they Mm -hmm. they had uh Reduction in staff. Yes, there were companies produced and there was companies that were created and that was great, but we probably retained no more than 10% of quality people here. So, you know, how can we, as we're jump innovation, how can we help redirect some of these individuals and where can the community really get involved to sure. support that movement? You know, yeah, I, and, and
1: I think, I mean, some of it, I, I just think of it as, you know, how does that become the new cool Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, the good thing about the situation now is like, you know, misery loves company and there's going to be so many that there is no judgment, right? If you showed up and said, Hey, you know, I think my alternative is I'm going to have to start something like this is our time to go. This is the thing to do. This is it's time we need. I was recruiting somebody earlier today. I said, you are amazing. Figure out a company, let's go start. I'll you know, I'll get involved in helping get you off the ground because I have every confidence that you can execute and you can build and lead a team and those
0: are important skills. And so I agree I to make it the cool thing, I think, is is really a part of this. It's coaching. We saw a company this week raise raise some capital from venture. That's a that's gonna be a tough slog the next four four weeks or it could be the next couple of months. But at some point, We know there's a lot of cash in venture, so create a great idea, create something unique that solves a problem, and you're gonna end up with some pent-up demand from a venture standpoint that'll get you funded. It's getting you or getting that entrepreneur and that idea from today to maybe six months from now.
1: So let's talk, I mean, we're both both optimists, we're both long-term oriented, I mean, Octane, has a great foundation. You had a great 2019, you know, just, I think it's worth sharing some of those highlights. There, There is a lot of uh, things to be grateful for and optimistic about and, uh, you know, things as we move forward that, uh, that I think, you know, we can all build upon. But why don't you share a little bit? I mean, you recently shared your highlights report for 2019. I mean, there is, there are a lot of reasons to be hopeful for what's ahead.
0: Yeah, and you know, Carrie, it was, it was kind of interesting. We we did our first digital version of the impact report, and we actually, for a moment, said, "Is it appropriate to even share this?" Mm-hmm. And then we said, "Why not? It's good news, you know." That's let's right. I mean, if all you do is watch the news and watch COVID nineteen all day, okay. I mean, you're going to blow your brains out. So, right. you know, we shared some good news, and we're on our way to the fifty-five thousand jobs that we that we've committed to by twenty thirty. We're up to about fourteen thousand right now, thirteen thousand eight hundred thirty exact. And created about thirty-three hundred new jobs last year, and had a record year in uh, in venture funding: three hundred and thirty-eight million dollars into launchpad companies and launchpad alumni. The issue that I know you're you're painfully aware of, and a lot of other people are, is three point one percent of that came from Southern California. Say that I mean San Diego, LA, and Orange mm-hmm. County. In terms mm-hmm. of headquartered capital, sure. the biggest part of it, almost fifty percent of it, came from Boston. So yeah. I see companies that are good continuing to get funded as long as they have a path to that you know what i'm more concerned about is there's a missed opportunity when we have a a group of northeast investors and a venture firm that come in make an investment here and then at the end of the day other than the management team all the all the results go back to that that's right. That's right back to new england so to some extent we you know i almost look at it and say it's our innovation that's helping support boston at this point. You how do we
1: get, I mean, how do we get them to put an outpost here? Right. And, and maybe, you know, we're, we're pretty attractive place in February for people in Boston to, uh, at least have a partner here in our, uh, you know, in our locale. I mean, I think you're doing a great job of getting them more embedded because yeah. if, if they have one investment here, they have an investment outside of their uh, home area. It could be anywhere. It just happens to be here. They get to two. They get to three. I think San Diego has experienced this to some extent, where they've had repeat investment. Now, all of a sudden, you are getting a little bit of leverage, right? So, I think that's where Octane has a ton of value to creating that that leverage point, where there is is, is almost like, "Hey, we're we're going to be a default yes, or you know, a, a, an early easier access for." because we trust that you're going to send us good stuff like that. That's where we get leverage. I think the history of certainly the tech world where I live here is that we haven't had a lot of repeat investors. So you have a lot of companies here that have completely different cap tables. And I go, we're just
0: not getting the leverage we need. So, you know, we actually do have some companies now that have made a second and a third. Yeah, Yeah, which is huge. That's great. And I think I think your point's a great one. The trick on that is not getting them just to open up an office and have the same investors and everything still goes back sure. to to, uh, to Boston, but to be able to, you know, pay out those profits that, yeah, that for carry sure. and the results to the community that's here. So if they're yes. going to be here, they need to raise capital here, too. So. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I, you know, I, Dick's
1: working yeah. on that and uh, as yep. well. As a lot yeah, of- yeah, yeah totally agree it just it, there is a positive step though in just having yeah. them it's more just... engaged then Orange County starts to become a place where hey look you know what why does this firm have three investments in Orange County there's something happening there I think that like that to me is a is yeah. one of those positives so you know you you guys have done great things with visionary one uh, I think you're you know well on your way of visionary two
0: any updates there you want you want to share? You know, we, we, we can't disclose where, where it sure. is right now, but it's, you know, it's substantially higher than mm-hmm. the first fund, substantially, and moving in the right direction. And so, mm-hmm. I'm not sure when Jeff is considering closing it right now. At one point it was yeah, very it was, uncertain. But, but there's so many variables right now. But Visionary 2 has made some investments already. You know, we've added aesthetics to it. Mm-hmm. So it's not mm-hmm. just ophthalmology anymore. And it really follows the same model. We added an aesthetics conference this year too, and it just blended really good with, with visionary to, you know, kind of almost take the ophthalmology model and bring it right into
1: yeah. aesthetics. Brilliant model. I mean, I, I still hold that up all the time. It's just, that is an amazing model for how to do value added early venture investing. Right? So we, to the extent we can find other, other things like that here, I think that's, that's a great, a great strategy. So how, How about other funds i know there have been some discussions about other other funds anything there you want to preview or or...
0: you know we're looking we're looking at something right now and and, uh, you know probably would have gone to uh would have accelerated the rollout of it but i think i think right now we're prudent to look at this thing Mm -hmm. for you know not for another three months but the initial the initial aspect of it was really to focus on the best Launchpad companies that come through the process, when we looked at the data going backward, all the Launchpad companies, and I, th- I think we, we we got information on about seventy percent of them. So statistically, it's accurate. If you look at change in valuation from the post raise coming out of out of, out of uh, Launchpad to the most recent, you ended up with an IRR of about 148 percent. The average venture fund is fourteen and a half. So, yeah. accuracy, you know, but when you take a look at the eight companies that presented tiff and the eight that presented mtiff and the process actually selects that you get into an irr that's almost three times that wow. you know so mm-hmm. so we, we we think we've got enough data to say that would become the investable community now as we've talked through it and looked at other uh individuals to join this effort we've started to think is this the right place for us or should we really think bigger mm-hmm. and um and look at it from a growth standpoint and look at those B and C rounds that are, Mm -hmm. that are, that are really the more difficult. It seems Mm -hmm. you can get D, you can kind of get seed in, in series A. So, you know, we're, we're kind of in a transitionary period as we talk through what may be the best way to go on that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, however it ends up, it'll be, it'll be a separate entity. Octane will provide some services to it. You know, it'll be available for the whole community.
1: Well, and you know, from my perspective, A, more is better at this point when it comes to capital here, and I will cheerlead for anyone you know looking to help in that life cycle because you know we, we just need, and in some respects, just the sense of it, right? I mean, I I have argued, you've heard me say this for a long time, that I think a lot of people don't start here because they just see the road being or the hill being way higher to climb, way harder to to travail than otherwise it might be. Uh, or they go elsewhere to start. And if we don't get them started here, if we don't show them the pathway, those stories of start to finish here that we can guide them all the way through. I think, you know, so we have a lot of, a lot of links in
0: that chain that we need to continue to, to fill in. So I, I, I think it's awesome job creation. We want to keep yeah. the companies here. and You know why? If, if in fact, we're really a world-class innovation center. Why shouldn't we create world-class investment results for the individuals that would be interested in something like that
1: here? So I know we both have really leaned in on this notion of providing you know value-added service in addition to uh, advising and money and other things. So you know you when you were on prior, you you were really in the early stages of launching OES, the enterprise services. Any updates? to share there and and as you think about even you know now and then also as things sort of get back to a sense of some sense of normalcy
0: yeah so the you know the idea behind oes carrying was was never to disrupt the nonprofits. there have been some people that are saying oh you're going to a a fee-based model and you used to be free well launchpad launchpad's pro bono it (laughs) always will it is Always has been, and always
1: will. Well, and it's an SBA. I mean, it, for people that don't know, it's an SBA program. So Launchpad is a small business development center. There are others, but it is focused on a particular value delivery, which I think is what makes it awesome. Versus just walking into a random random SBDC and you get you get what you get, whether you're a a restaurant or uh, a, a tech startup or you know a pharmaceutical scientist or something.
0: OES, I mean, at, at one point it was called Growth Services. OES mm-hmm. formally became an entity in September of last year. Yeah, I think as we first looked at it, we thought we could put services on a portal and pull in the community, whether it's advisors, whether it's sources of capital, put it on a portal, and everybody would just go into the portal, select it, and uh, and match up. And that didn't prove out to be the case. I mean, it's this is all relationship driven mm-hmm. in relationship mm-hmm. managers, so. You know, we decided to create OES as it exists today. It's a separate entity that's majority owned by Octane. We went through a period that we had to make sure that we protected the, uh, the nonprofit. I had both our our legal counsel, which is K&L Gates and our, and our auditors, RSM, say, well, slow down a second. That, mm-hmm, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta do this the right way. And we did. And so we hired Paul Tobin uh, to be the president of OES. And, you know, there's really four components that we're looking at there, is launch pad. How can we help raise capital? So we've created a private investor network. Mm -hmm. We currently have six investment banking relationships. And we had one a year ago. And what we have found is, no one investment bank can match everything. I I mean, they're, they're they're industry focused. Maybe yeah. Goldman, but that's it. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but even yeah. even Goldman wouldn't want to come down to the long exactly. exactly. Goldman's saying, I don't want to touch anything but $100 million. Exactly, so, Exactly. So we feel that we've got a pretty good diversification in terms of size of round and mm-hmm. industry expertise in that. So capital is one. Uh, the second is really operations. So how can, we, how can we introduce the ecosystem, the advisors that are out there into that Company to help them operation. It could be sales and marketing, it could be FDA approval, it could be logistics, anything like that. You know, the third is is a shared services platform, and you know currently we're we're uh, our partner on that is is uh, is RSM. So can a company go someplace and get really a quality financial management and Mm -hmm. IT infrastructure and accounts payable and accounts receivable, and it's really an outsourced model. And what's really cool about that is companies can sign up for that coming through the Octane OES platform for a discount than if they went to RSM directly. Sure. And and then the last is just really trying to get our hands around matching this talent. You know, we've got a monetization model in those and you know, the idea is really for OES to be a revenue producer and contribute back into the nonprofit, which we will then in turn invest back into the
1: community. Totally makes sense. And I mean, it is, it's a, it's a startup to some extent, right? That uh, within octane and so it, it's that, like it. anything. I mean, like what I'm doing, it's you know, you're iterating as you as you learn and synthesize and get get feedback and, and information. But certainly the I think the notion that people can easily find the right partners to help them here along the way is not is not certainly not lost on me because I've just seen it. For the time that i've been here that it's far too difficult to do that than it should be and that that creates the need for uh services like this or or groups like oes too
0: it's access it's access to really expertise and if you look at it it's speed to capital it's speed to revenue that's that's the proof that we want to put in place and you know octane's not delivering the service octane's just playing a convener of matching Mm-hmm. Company's requirements and needs with a properly vetted, uh, you know, individual organization. Well, Bill, I
1: uh, I'm getting the time sign here from Paul. So, any final thoughts? I mean, it, you know, obviously we'll check in again as we often do. But um, any final thoughts for the community that, you know, as as we're sort of sending off today, uh, for for them to think about.
0: Hey, you, you know what, Kerry? I think the, I think the idea here is hanging here together and. Let's really look at this as the glass half full. I mean, this is terrible what's occurring and people losing their jobs. I mean, my, my heart goes out to them. At the same time, how do we come out of here bigger and stronger? And I think every, every organization, so I'm looking at that from an octane perspective, but every every organization I'm hoping does. And then as a community, we will. I mean, how, how, do, how are we better a year from now than we were in February of 2020? Well, great to see you as always. And uh,
1: we will... Talk soon. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for doing your part to Accelerate OC. Thanks.
0: You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at AccelerateOC.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's Accelerate OC together.